I V M. Helping us pay our bills this week is Paytm Money. On this episode of Paisa Paisa, I speak with Amit Sumani, managing partner at Prime Venture Partners, and we are going to talk about the entrepreneur checklist. Yes, how do you, as an entrepreneur with your great business idea and your plan, reach out to the right investors so both of you all can make a fantastic startup? We are going to look into all of that stuff and give you a framework, a list of questions, and how to crack that problem. Stay tuned for that episode. Discipline and patience. are two of the most important virtues in wealth creation and you know what's a great way to add more discipline to investing having an sip you can start your journey of wealth creation today with sip starting at as little as 100 rupees a month ab mutual fund sips ke liye bhi paytm karo you can download the paytm on the app on app store or play store folks welcome to paisa paisa i'm your host anupam gupta b50 on twitter and i met a school friend and now that's part of this podcast yeah i am totally thrilled to invite to this show my school friend who i met after 30 years on a topic that is very relevant to this podcast because i know a lot of listeners out there have great business ideas they're looking for funding and they don't know what to do this episode is therefore titled entrepreneurs checklist it's going to help you to first assess what kind of money do you need the various kinds that are out there and a framework you know what kind of questions you should be asking to your investor my guest my school friend i'm thrilled happy honored privileged everything to have and just look out for this intro okay his background is fascinating is amit sumani managing partner at prime venture partners he's worked with okay actually i'll tell you what i'll let him do the intro for himself and we will take it from the amit welcome to paisa paisa thank you so much for doing this let's get into that your introduction thanks anupam it's uh, really an honor to be here it's wonderful to see you after 30 years mm. so i grew up in india i uh, went abroad for about 14 years mostly in silicon valley and came back in 2007 where i thought i was getting into the ground floor of a very tall building uh, mm. at least on the professional side and it's 2019 and it still feels like maybe we're on the second floor now so 12 years uh, in india yeah 12 years in india uh, 14 in the us so wow. getting getting close to be even huh. i had the good fortune of being head of product at google and then uh, was heading product at make my trip which is an online travel company we went ipo on nasdaq in 2010 and then finally i took a one year sabbatical self imposed like just uh, you know figuring out meaning and purpose so you went to uttarakhand or ladakh lay on a bike uh, i <laughs> i did a lot of travel actually i went to beijing and i went to a wow. bunch of other countries uh, yeah. in china and other countries uh but read lots of books about you know meaning purpose happiness mortality what have you and then ended up becoming an what i call an accidental vc lovely so that's where i am now i kind uh, of managing partner at prime venture partners and i do early stage uh, tech investing based Let, out of bangalore let's talk about prime for a minute okay i want you know introduce uh, prime to our listeners a what exactly it does the areas that it invests in the the, the kind of people that are there something of that sort sure uh, we are an early stage fund which is means that we are the first you know round of professional capital that you raise uh, from a venture capitalist we invest typically at the at the very early stage when you might have a product you might have a emergence of a business model whatever that's kind of what we do we do a lot of investing in fintech which is very popular on your show here hmm. uh, certainly on both sides both the incumbents and the challengers sure uh, we do a lot in saas software as a service hmm. which is global product companies being built out of india and we basically do anything that is tech product driven that is a differentiated offering so we have investments in healthcare logistics education and so forth 
So we're looking for disruptive ideas where uh, it can make a meaningful, large, big kind of business. Mm. And where we are the first investors and we can play an active role in, in working with the companies to make that happen. Okay. Uh, folks, I'm going to just, for one minute, I'm going to just explain why Amit is perfect for this for this topic and this idea, why this idea is relevant. Like Amit said that he is an early stage funder. I'm sure that a lot of you, I know that I have a lot of friends who have probably quit their job or are planning to quit their job because they believe that they've got a fantastic idea. Amit, I'm sure you've met a lot of entrepreneurs, right? And this show is going to be exactly about that. First, we're to get start into the different types of funding that is there at an early stage note that we are not going to go into details about series b series c and all because that's a little bit uh, advanced and i'm sure that anybody who's you know who's managed to take his organization to that level will probably not need any help so that's the first area that we're going to touch the second area that we're going to touch is amit is going to talk about you know the good and the bad that he's seen in entrepreneurs success what works what doesn't work and finally we are going to give you a checklist we're going to give you a framework okay that you as an entrepreneur can ask your investors and get an idea whether the investor fits for your needs or not okay absolutely Amit, great i mean let's start with that okay what are the range of funding options that are there for an entrepreneur you know because i have you know all of us i'm sure have friends who've got fantastic ideas but that's all they have they probably don't have funding for that they're looking either to friends and family who usually form the first round of first round of funding so let's start with an introduction to that the various sure. types of funding that's there yes so obviously like you said the first round of funding could be you know, friends, you know, schoolmates like yourself, uh, family members, whatever. You have an idea, you have an itch, you really feel like you have this burning desire to bring this thing. Uh, it may be, you know, depending on the magnitude of the idea, it may be a few tens of lakhs of rupees. But you just want to build a basic prototype, do some validation, what have you, right? Yeah, so you yeah, kind of start yeah. with that. Then really, well, let's talk more about the most structured kind of ways in which to raise money. Then comes a category of investors called angel investors. Okay. Right? okay. And some of these uh, might be very professional, you know, serial angel investors who are doing this for a living. Mm. And some of these do this on the side, right? They've, they're probably a big corporate executive or maybe they're, you know, rich from their current business or whatever. And say mm. once in a while, you know, I'd like to invest in some new age company or support entrepreneurship or whatever it is. Huh. So you might raise some money from angel investors. Okay. And then come the regular institutional investors which is basically folks like Prime Ventures, which is other seed stage funds, hmm. and then the Series A, Series B, and so forth investors, right? Hmm. So typically, when you're starting off, either you'll do a friends and family round or an angel round, depending on how much capital you need. Yeah. And then eventually, you'll graduate. Now, of course, if right off the bat, you need a slightly larger corpus, then you may skip one of these stages and, and go straight to a uh, VC. Hmm. Uh, but that's typically kind of how it runs. And, yeah. and I think... The thing that a lot of people make a mistake about, right, mm. is, you know, not knowing what class of investor you're going and how they work. Mm. Angels work very differently than VCs, mm. as well as what is the quantum of money that you need to kind of raise. Mm. Because you're just saying, look, I just need 10 lakhs, or I need 20 lakhs and so on. And before you know it, you might have 29 people on your cap table, mm. on your, uh, you know, investor table, which mm. is not ideal. Mm. Uh, so it's really important to know how much money do you need to validate whatever stage of business or idea you're at mm. and then raise enough so that you're not raising every two, three months. Mm. You ideally want to not be raising, you know, in, in less than 12 months, mm. ideally 18 if you can. Mm. So you want to raise for enough for 12 to 18 months and then and then go from there. So let's start from there. That's a great point, right? What do angels do? What do VCs do? I am just someone who's come up with an idea. Uh, I don't know, you know, of maybe delivery or something. I have an idea and I probably have it's called a what minimum viable product or something, right? And and an MVP. I'm I don't know. I'm looking for maybe 
1 crore maybe 50 lakhs so yeah. how do the angel operate how do the vc operate absolutely let's look at the angels first right so like i said angels i can be professional angels who are just doing investing for a living on the private markets or could be people who have some other employment or business or whatever and doing a little bit yeah. so they're often just looking at the entrepreneur and the market hmm. if the entrepreneur is interesting the market is interesting there may or may not be a product there may or may not be customers there may or may not be revenue different stages different risk appetites for different angels correct um and so forth often the angel is like i said like the name suggests an angel right hmm. they are not doing 16 levels of you know spreadsheets and looking at you know talking to 200 customers hmm. and going to the field and lo- doing a competitive analysis with you know other competitors in the country or abroad and so on right yeah, yeah, so i would say while they're professionals they're they're really not professional investors in that sense right okay. they're looking at it from as a uh a certain thesis that they have to invest based on the team for the most part and then often the market okay contrast that with the vc vc is also an investor but the vc is typically investing other people's money who mm. are called limited partners most vcs are called general partners right so i am a general partner in a firm called prime ventures mm. but there are other you know lps who have invested money into us so we are investing their money into various startups so mm. the level of diligence will be much much higher and the quantum of investment is much higher mm. so we will look at not just team and market of course most uh, vcs will do that but we will also look at the product the minimum viable product the metrics mm. the growth trajectory how big can this be can this really be 100x from here can this really be a very large kind of outcome and so forth so we're not just looking for but you know i just have a prototype i'm showing you the prototype why don't you give me 1 crore or exactly. 5 crores yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, what's yeah, yeah, the problem yeah, yeah. well the problem is that we, there are certain class of businesses that are much better suited for vcs mm. which are large scalable big franchises that can be created yeah. and there are other class of businesses which may be beautiful businesses mm. that may be suited either for angels or maybe even just for friends and family right mm. i was just talking to you uh, earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. about if you're starting a restaurant mm. or a chain of different uh, you know uh, even even i say this a little tongue in cheek yeah. a panwala set of shops yeah, yeah. maybe you don't need you don't need angel money or even vc money mm. maybe just friends and family money is enough because those are lovely cash flow businesses right mm. and so forth So I think the level of diligence will be much higher the scope of impact that they'll be looking for is much higher mm. I'm not saying that angels are not looking for that but at that stage there's very little to go by and hence the term angel <laughs> yeah what is the deal out here i mean okay so let's say that i have actually got an angel on board okay someone 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 new someone and guess what now they're on board because uh, someone said that they're great to have on board they have uh, i won't say harass the hell out of me but my god the detail that they ask for yeah i'm 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 one single person i'm maybe running one small operation where am i going to, going to get a 10 sheet spreadsheet that has my business plan for the next i don't know 10 15 20 years you ask me for vision and then you ask me for business plan bhai kuch to daya karo yaar business plan चेंज होता रहता है वॉट इज द डील फ्रिक्शन Okay, between and between the investor and me as a founder yeah. at an early stage again. Yeah. So certainly, let's let's look at it both pre-investment and post-investment. So pre-investment, often if an angel is asking you for ten years of projections, run like hell, right? <laughs> okay. Probably probably not the best uh, investor to kind of deal with, because uh. often you don't have all that much at that end. Uh, so they could definitely ask you for deep customer insight. They could ask you for your product or tech insight. They could ask you for your team. They could ask you for your broad vision. What if they ask me like become a McKinsey and give me a detail? competitive landscape comp- what who does that i yeah? would probably still run like hell <laughs> okay. even as vcs we don't ask for that <laughs> okay. uh, but we are definitely as as vcs we 
definitely be looking at deep understanding of the market, deep sure, understanding sure. of the customer, deep understanding of the customer segmentation of the competitive landscape, okay. etc. Uh, but nobody's asking for a you know 63-page polished you know McKinsey MISI report. <laughs> it, we don't do that. Sorry, uh, you know, and you don't even do that as an early stage VC. So if an angel asks for you, you know, for that kind of information, I would be very very cautious. It brings up an important point, either on the angel side or the VC side. Hmm. It's really really important. <clears throat> to figure out what is it that you're looking for in an investor even an ah. angel investor or a vc or whatever and we'll 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 talk a little bit more about that later yes but basically you know there's this notion of smart money versus dumb money yes right so if you said it's a friend of a friend of a friend who's a rich guy living in you know south mumbai or whatever and they said you know what theek hai i'll give you 30 lakhs huh. or 50 lakhs or even a crore huh. You need to know what is their investment philosophy. Why are they investing in you? What risk are they taking that they are comfortable with? What is it that they're not? They're not Because money me. is not all money, despite the fact that you run a money show, <laughs> right? Yes, it's you know, uh, it has the same weight and the same denomination. But yeah. where it comes from? Because when you're giving away a piece of your company, they're going to be on your cap table. They will have certain rights. So you need to think of them as a real solid business partner. If hmm. you don't align on wavelength, if you don't align on chemistry, hmm. if you don't have some operating principles, you'll work with. Then you're going to be in trouble. So, simple way to do this is to do ref checks. If you're an entrepreneur, probably know somebody who's an entrepreneur, sure. right? Ask around, ask friends, ask other VCs. There is lots of people like us on Twitter and so yes. on. So, do ask around and figure out who's the right set of investors for your particular venture, mm-hmm. right? Could be a wonderful investor, but just wrong for your company, right? Correct. Because they may come from an old world. You know, whatever manufacturing setup, and suddenly doing a new age Instagram or a podcasting app, <laughs> they may have very little appreciation for what that is going to be. Yeah, great. Let's get into this entire milestone thing. You know, so who decides that? Now that he's come on board, I'm just trying to figure out. You know, that he's supposed to be there on an observational capacity, and now he suddenly become you know a, again a, a a pain in the ass. So now. For an entrepreneur, for a founder, how how does he deal with such people? This kind of friction, I'm assuming, is very common. You know, maybe I didn't do the ref check, maybe whatever happened, but now that he's on board, now we have to work together. Yes. Okay. So, is there a way out of this? Um, unfortunately, there may not be, right? Which is uh, this is like a you you need to do the dating before you you know get engaged and get married and and what have you, right? So you <laughs> do need to spend some time figuring that out. That said, you know, if you are in a tricky situation, you no different than if you ever worked in a corporate environment or worked at a startup, you just need to sit down and discuss your OKRs or your KRAs or whatever. were saying hey in this business this is what we are going to accomplish in the next year and next quarter next month huh. and so long as this is there this is my budget this is my team i'm going to go run with it i don't want to you know talk about this on a day to day or or hour to hour basis correct so i think aligning because eventually once they're investor hopefully if they're not completely quote unquote random right they are intending the best for the company right yeah. so maybe it's just an alignment meeting that you need to kind of figure out sure and then you align it on the objective which is no different by the way than if you were able to do it prior to hmm. your uh, dating during your dating process right <laughs> yeah. to say hey look how do you work with entrepreneurs post investing correct there are investors who are completely hands off saying i'll write the check and i hope i got the right you know jockey on the right horse and you know all the best yeah. and there are others who are very actively involved right so you need to you need to spend enough time trying to understand where this investor comes from what is their perspective what are they thinking about your business why are they investing correct oftentimes even post investment we'll tell our entrepreneurs here was our investment thesis which is uh-huh. our private document because so that they know where we are where we are coming from and then you kind of work together so the best investors at least i would say the best professional angels or even the vcs hmm. will work with you collaboratively because both of your outcomes are tied to just one thing the company doing well correct if the company does not do well 
neither the founder makes anything nor the investor makes anything so you know people are not doing this as as side hobbies well most aren't <laughs> which then gets me to the obvious question which was you know uh, what we were going to come to which is what really separates the boys from you know the the men from the boys in your experience the entrepreneurs that you've met what you know what are some successes that you've seen some failures that you've seen something where you know that you can guide listeners as to don't make these mistakes okay before of course we get to the framework part sure so i think the 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 best entrepreneurs are very very clear and in some sense you know some people use the term missionary of a problem that's really bothering them that they think that should be solved to make mm. the world a better place that is absolutely the best way to raise money as well mm. uh, and that is absolutely the best way to do it because entrepreneurship is a lonely tough journey right for those of you that are thinking about it or have started you know that right yeah. it is going to be tough there will be a lot of bumps on the way and so forth so if you don't have you know passion for a problem you're solving it's going to be kind of tough to uh, to kind of do this mm. so so be very clear at articulating the problem be very clear at articulating the customer pain be very clear as to why you are the right we call a, you know just like there's a product market fit at prime ventures we say there's a founder market fit hmm. right so if anupam says okay i'm going to go run a steel mill maybe hmm. he's you know we have not met in 30 years but <laughs> maybe he's the right guy maybe he's not the wrong guy wrong guy right yeah. but if he says look i'm going to do a podcast yeah. uh, app because you know i am a big you know uh, personality on social media i blog i do this and that and the other maybe that's a good you know founder market fit correct so f- figure out why you are the right person to solve this problem now why you've got passionate zeal for it and and so forth like that's the that's the first thing kind of i would uh, i would start with okay do the dating process uh, and then you know the best entrepreneurs i don't think are the biggest risk takers it's a big myth wow that the best entrepreneurs are the biggest risk takers that's what i would have thought yeah uh, no they're not okay the best entrepreneurs are the biggest risk identifiers and risk mitigators wow so what they end up doing is to say look I need to now. Let's say uh, I want to build a podcasting app. I don't sure, know why sure. I'm picking a podcasting, <laughs> but whatever, yeah. whatever, right? So say, look, initially I just need to build an audience. Hmm. So I'm just going to worry about audience. Hmm. Yeah, monetization, all that will come later. But hmm. I want to build lots of viewership, lots of retention, lots of playbacks, hmm. uh, and so forth. I'm not going to worry about monetization. But when you're going and pitching to an investor, yeah, yeah. they'll say, look, right now the next 12, 18 months I'm building an audience. Okay. Later on, I will start monetizing. And you know what? These are the you know ad CPM rates. These are the distribution rates. This is the cost. This is the thing. So so they they break the problem down into parts that are very mitigatable, right? To say, hey, look, this is the way I'm going to capture. If I have a product risk, you say, look, I'm going to spend six months in engineering hmm. or R and D. and i'm going to solve this and i have this that and the other skill set to be able to solve it hmm. so then you identify uh, how you're going to get there and that is how actually the best investors also i think work because they are comfortable with certain kinds of risks that they are willing to take and and not comfortable with other kinds of risks that they are willing to take sure any mistakes that you have seen in your personal experience which were like this is not happening kind of thing maybe uh, listeners can learn from those mistakes um, in specific yeah see i think one very common mistake in fundraising is because and 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 you know i salute you if you're an entrepreneur because it's a really long hard lonely journey is you spray and pray okay so you will you will pick up you know uh, traction or your story or tech crunch and you will spam every investor every email address every twitter handle everything sometimes even on twitter people don't realize i mean it's freaking open right <laughs> so i know that you're spamming 23 other vcs now your attention my attention to that thing is zero okay ah. so pick who you want to get to talk to why they have a certain point of view everybody every one of us is now reasonably active on social media and so forth of course yeah. across the you know across angels across vcs across different stages of vcs find who's the right partner at the firm to connect with and then ideally if you can get a referrer hmm. right somebody who can hmm. refer you 
to that partner mm. right rather than going and spraying and praying to 46 people mm. and so so that ends up being very very one tiring and time consuming mm. to very ineffective because when i see a spam templated gmail mail merge oh it God. just immediately gets deleted right off the top right yeah, that's tough uh, so i think think about why is it the right thing why should you reach this person what point of view does this person or this firm have that is relevant to you yes so this is one very very classic mistake so even when our firms go on and we work with them very actively to raise a series a or series b we don't say let's just go talk to all the vcs we say let's figure out the right firms who believe in this at this stage with mm. this kind of risk mm. and let's only talk to four of them mm. i admit you need to take money but you're not the likelihood of conversion is much better mm. rather than trying to spray and pray to 50 100 200 people okay and on that note we take a small break don't go anywhere we'll be right back stay tuned Hello, 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 everybody! Welcome to another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please make sure you do. We are IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. As I mentioned over the last couple of weeks, we've been running a survey on our website. It's at ivmpodcast.com/survey. Please fill it out if you haven't already. And just so you guys know, there is a prize involved for the 25 people we will select at random, and we will send them an IVM Podcast mug. On the scene and the unseen, Amit Verma's guest is journalist Alexandra Ulmar. The two of them have a conversation about modern Venezuela on how to citizen Meghna Adershayas are joined by comedian Uruj Ashfaq to dissect Chapter Seven: Understanding Marginalization. On IVM Likes, Alika Abbas Janam and myself discuss the relevance of the Oscars and what exactly counts as a best picture. On Daily is Garbage, Abbas Janam and Surbhi sit with stand-up comics Siddharth Deja and Pavitra Shetty to discuss cheesy pickup lines and the right age to start dating. On the Pragati podcast, the discussion this time is about Afghanistan before and after the 9/11 attacks. On Shunya One, Abhishek Madhavan from MPL joins the table to talk about the various challenges of running an online gaming platform. On our Marathi show, Golgappa, Tripti is joined by actor Shreya Pilgaonkar who bonds with Tripti over food and theater. And with that, let's continue with your show. And we are back. Welcome back, folks. So you know, this is just more of a once I've done the funding, once you've come on board, once we are in a relationship, so to say. It made me wonder: Is there a Tinder for startups? <laughs> Maybe that's a business idea. Yeah. So what happens after that? I mean, what is you know? So what, to your mind, are great signs of a good relationship between investor and entrepreneur, investor and founder? and how does one maintain this balance right because my objective and yours might not be necessarily the same you might be doing this one day in a week i'm doing this seven days a week 24 hours a day you know so you come on to me with some dumb expectation and so i'm sure there's a lot of friction general tips on how to resolve this if at all yeah. i think the best way to resolve it like i said is doing okrs and figuring out what collectively you need to accomplish as a business okr Oh, yeah sorry about it oh, yeah. krs you know, okay. krs is this big thing that uh, john doer and google and others have popularized there's a nice book on it uh, called measure what matters okay. andy grove if you know the founder of intel he used to talk about this only but, the paranoid survive yeah uh, only uh, the paranoid survive uh, but but this is basically objectives and key you know key results right saying oh. what do we need to accomplish call it call it krs call it kpis call it whatever but okrs is a slightly different thing but saying here is what the business needs to accomplish in the next year huh. in the next quarter these are the resources we have this is the budget we have huh. what's the most effective way for us to get there Wow, okay. that's very very simple. There yeah. is just non-ambiguous, independent of the board meeting. I would encourage you to do monthly meetings mm. if you're early stage, mm. or at least monthly updates at the very least. Even at later stages, at Series A and Series B, we, we recommend that to our entrepreneurs do a monthly update to the investor. So be very clear on the priorities and over communicate. Mm. 
But that said, you are running the company. There is no ambiguity about this. The investor is not running the company. The investor is a shareholder. Right. If I go and buy some shares in HDFC Bank or XYZ, hmm. doesn't entitle me to you know go <laughs> tell Aditya Puri what to do. But I still have a right to vote on the. But board I have meeting. a right to yeah. vote on the board yeah. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I have a right to know what the vision is. Yeah. I have a right to know what the earnings, yeah. you know, forecast for this year is or this quarter is or you know what new products the company is launching. Yeah. So once you have clear alignment on the objectives and constant, you know, uh, regular, I would say, more than constant, regular, frequently agreed upon communication, Right. I think most investors can actually be helpful. Okay. And I go back to rule number one, if you if you dated correctly, huh. and you identified the right investor, you might actually be able to leverage them in a hmm. lot of different ways. They can open, you know, their Rolodex, they can introduce you to, you know, networks, they can help you hire people, they can help you with funding in the future. We mm. work with a lot of angels who sure. refer deals to us, yeah. right, companies to us. So they can be very, very helpful. So you need to figure out not just a one-way traffic from the investor to you saying, okay, tell me what happened, tell me what the status You should say, hey, you, Anupam, need to open these four doors for me. Correct. You correct, do this correct. podcast, why don't you connect me to, you know, Nitin Kamath of Zerodha, because mm. I'm doing something in, you know... Also a guest on the show. Also a guest on the show. I've, listened, I've actually show. listened to that uh, episode. Shout since out to Nitin Kamath and, and, and Nitin. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so you. you might say, hey, can you connect me to Nitin? Because I'm doing such and such idea, and I, I'd love to get his perspective or yeah. partner with Zerodha or whatever. So you can turn this into a mutually constructive, positive relationship. Hmm. And I'll add the last thing, which is where your lot of the friction thing comes in. You actually, do, there's a wonderful line from this book that I recommend every single founder or wannabe founder read. Hmm. It's called Founder's Dilemmas hmm. by Noah Wasserman. Okay. Uh, he's a professor at Cal Berkeley. He studied 500 very successful, not so successful you know, fully failed entrepreneurs. Wow. And he came up with this one line that has always stuck with me and I've gifted this book as one of the most gifted books, right? I've given some 60, 70 copies, Whoa. which is, do you want to be king or do you want to be rich? Figure hmm. that out before you start on this journey of fundraising. If you want to be king, then you want full control. You don't hmm. want anyone telling you anything. Hmm. You hmm. want to run it like how you see fit. You don't want any discussion, nothing. Then you might want dumb money, right? You might not want smart money and you might want to keep all the rights and everything else and so on. If you want to get rich, this is what Noah argues, right? Um, if you want to get rich, you need to surround yourself with the best investors, the best employees, the best co-founders, the best business partners. And guess what? They're best not just because they're accomplished, because they will challenge you. They will make you uncomfortable. They will make you think something that you're not thinking because you're in the grind of the business. You're mm. literally at the two feet above sea level. Maybe mm. they're at seeing something at a 10,000 feet above sea level or 3,000 feet above sea level. Doesn't mean that everything that they say you need to do, mm. but you just need your eyes and ears to help you become a better version of yourself or a better version of your company. If you don't want that, don't take money, right? I, or, or at least know who, you know, because you, you, there are investors who say, you know, I'll write you a check and I'll see you two years later. Sure. And I hope I made some money and I hope you made some money. So be very, very clear. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think it's, uh, there's a lot to this that the entrepreneur also needs to put in to yes. get the most out of that relationship. Yes, which is brings us to the last part, the last uh, question, the last section of our podcast. Some tips, some framework, some questions to swipe right. Have, have I got that right? Swipe right is accept and swipe left. I mean, that's right. Okay, so, so how do you swipe? Okay. I'm glad Let you explained that to me because <laughs> I would not have got that right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I, have, I don't have to know on my phone for God's sake. Okay. Okay, a list of questions or a framework for every entrepreneur to choose the right investor. Yes. So beyond a lot of what we've already talked about, which is understand who's the right person at the right firm or the right angel in what kind of sector. I would say one of the biggest questions you need to ask the, entrep the entrepreneur needs to ask the investor is, what is the risk that the investor is comfortable taking? 
because at an early stage there is a lot of risk which is why you're raising capital in the first uh, you know place of right course, yeah. there is could be team risk there is market risk there is customer behavior risk there is go to market risk there is distribution risk there is business model risk etc etc there's like a lot of kinds of because you're 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 a, you're a person with a dream with a vision saying i'm going to do this yes. well there's nothing right now it's all air yeah. right maybe yeah, it's yeah, a powerpoint yeah. maybe it's a basic prototype yeah however every investor is different there are a set of risks that they're comfortable taking you need to know depending on who you're engaging with what risks they are willing to take mm. that you are you know mutually comfortable with hmm. because when you don't that's where the friction begins okay. so let's go back to this podcasting app since we're recording a podcast yeah. let's say the investor was a very i need a you know pnl dhanda kind of investor right Correct. i need money to flow okay yeah. all this yeah. is and you're saying look i'm building an audience i'm building an audience of millions of users you know tens of millions of eyeballs what's the problem yeah exactly there's no money yeah uh, dude this is a business what are you guys doing what's crazy start uh, let's start monetizing yeah. let's start let, you know and so now you'll start seeing the friction right yeah, yeah. because the investor was not comfortable taking business model risk or revenue risk or you know uh, profitability risk sure uh, but there may be other investors who are not willing to take a product risk or uh, you know take a market risk or sure. a distribution risk once you ask that question if you don't get a good enough answer either directly from the investor ideally huh. or from others that they have invested in or the network uh, your friends and you know other people that know that investor then i would say be cautious because then you're setting yourself up for, to some of these sort of more friction oriented things because you're coming at it from a different lens and a different point of view and you haven't really aligned correct so i would say that is one really really critical thing uh, to to look at is what risk are they willing to take sure and on the positive side mm. what are they excited about often the investors actually and and folks like us get maybe even more excited than the entrepreneur about the idea saying oh my god this is going to be amazing because yeah. of this that and the other trend and whatever else so get both what they are not comfortable with and what they really like hmm. uh and um, the best investors will tell you okay okay so let me get this right okay so for someone who's just starting off some you know the 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 checklist that i am that i'm making i'm going to get this down to specific point you spoke about ref checks any tips for that how does one go about making ref checks okay you can't just uh, i can't put it on cora right please tell me how to you know where where to find money so what are normally good places to start ref checks you know honestly if you become an entrepreneur you taken like one of the boldest professional career decisions of your life huh. you will figure it out okay right okay. Uh, on how to get let's say somebody doesn't know you huh. you are very active on twitter yeah. i can tweet you i can find who you follow i can find who you're tweeting with huh. i can connect through somebody else L- there is linkedin yeah. right there is cora yeah. and most people are now fairly accessible because this is our job right Correct. we are looking for the best entrepreneur it's a like your tinder match left <laughs> match right again i'm sure i'll get it wrong <laughs> you know you're you're all, we are also looking for the best entrepreneurs sure. the reason i'm here in your studio is i'm yeah. meeting a bunch of entrepreneurs in in, in mumbai sure. right and so i think if you really look through any of these networks you'll get uh, you'll get access hmm. and anyway if you're an entrepreneur you need to hustle and figure out how to get that access because that will get your investment plan your proposal your pitch your meeting get prioritized the highest hmm. for most firms you get a lot of companies wanting to uh, you know apply for investment right hmm. uh, so you know a small firm like us we get about 1600 investment proposals a year wow we invest in four or five out yeah. of 1600 Wow. So therefore clearly if Anupam referred something it'll go to the top of the list correct, right because correct, at correct. least we'll give them a meeting we may or may not give them funding depending <laughs> on the idea and the merit yeah. so i would say uh, just figure out who knows these people what is their point of view and of, we, like often if you are a very thoughtful not gmail mail merged kind of <laughs> template emailer yeah, yeah. saying specifically you said this on that podcast and this is why I, 
you know, this connected with me and here's my idea and here's what I'd like to do. You'll, mm. you'll, you'll get a meeting. Okay, understood. And then, of course, uh, the entire thing about understanding the risk. I guess that would be the second part. And with that, that's a wrap. Amit, how does one contact you? You know, okay, not okay for ideas for money, whatever it is. You're I, on Twitter. I, I'm very active on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. Yeah. So my Twitter handle is at Amit Somani. Yeah. And uh, and LinkedIn, you can you can look me up, Amit yeah. Somani at Prime Ventures. And you should do that, folks, because there's a fantastic post that Amit has written on Amazon and Jeff Bezos versus Warren Buffet. Okay, I was just looking it up. It, when when did you write that? A couple of years ago. Yeah, that was three four years ago. Yes. And that thing just freaked out, right? I mean, there's some deep thought out there. Just I would really recommend all of you all to. Read that post to get an idea about how Amit thinks and his his point of view. The website is primevp.in. That's correct. Okay, so the website is primevp.in. That's Prime Venture Partners, primevp.in. Amit is Amit Somani on uh, on Twitter. Look him out on LinkedIn. I'm sure you're more than happy to help Absolutely. our listeners whenever they have any questions. And the final part of our show, okay, which is standard for all our guests. Two questions. Number one, one mistake of your life and what you learned. And number two, some uh, number two actually you've already answered, but I will still ask you again, right? Because the kind of books that you read. Okay, anyway, so let's go to the first question. Some, you know, maybe one mistake that you did and what lesson you learned from there. Yeah, given that this is your show, uh, it's actually <laughs> very interesting. So, and this is certainly true in the US. I'm still trying to figure out India, so I need to listen to a lot more of your episodes. Okay. So, I... I made the mistake both in the US and in India. Hmm. So in the US for the longest time, I tried to do individual stock investing. Huh. And I realized that the S&P 500 was the best thing that I could do because it's brain dead, unemotional. You know, 9-11 happens, you know, 2008 crash happens, whatever, up, down, Y2K bust happens. Yeah. Keep investing S&P 500. And that yeah. has done really well for me in the last 20 years. Okay. Right? So I learned that mistake the hard way. Sure. And of course, lo and behold, you can see what kind of person, investing person I am. <laughs> I came to India and I said, hey, wait, this this should then work in India. Let me not make the same mistake in India. Yeah. Let me do like the moral equivalent of an HDFC top 200. Huh. And I realized individual stock picking was sort of much better to do in <laughs> India. So I have a question for you, but maybe that's for oh, another show. I'll do that outside of this recording. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so I would say just understanding when diversification is really important hmm. and when, you know, being concentrated is really important is something I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> I'm sure uh, that works it, for your professional It absolutely also. does. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, absolutely yeah. does. And we have a very strong point of view on that. But that is something... Uh, because it changes because you of can't just say yeah, hey yeah, diversification yeah. is always good yeah. uh, well you know it turned out for in India it wasn't so good for me yeah. and and in the US it would have worked wonders exactly, uh, exactly. the second question honestly you know I, I think I can almost focus the answer but you're going to say Peter Thiel from what, from 10 to 1 what is that? 0 to 1 Sorry, 0 to oh, okay. yeah Tell us your book recommendations. Um, I definitely recommended Noam Wasserman's book, you know, Founders Dilemmas. That's a really good one. Yeah. I'll recommend two podcasts. Uh, one is uh, more from the investor point of view. Please, yeah. Something called Investing Like the Best. Like the best. Patrick O'Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy. I, I'm pretty sure you uh, listen to that yeah. as well in, in another way. And The Knowledge Project, right? Uh, those are big podcasts. Those, those, those are, are those are those are really really big podcasts. I mean, there is a lot of lot of books. A lot of this comes to actually the the, the literature and the books will be similar. So like thinking fast and slow, obviously, uh, right? Daniel Kahneman. Da- Daniel, yes. Daniel Kahneman. Uh, that's a really good book. Uh, I think zero to one. We talked about Peter Thiel. I think that's a really good book. Founders uh, Dilemma, as you said. Founders Dilemma, yeah. Blue Ocean Strategy. That's yeah. that's a really good book. I think there's a lot of good material out there, right? And I think there's a lot of vision and entrepreneurship. Uh, that's out there. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I hope that you're able to go find your, uh, you know, investors that you want to work with and build a big, great company. Thank you so much, Amit. I think that you should also do a small post on LinkedIn about your best books or books that you're reading. I'm sure people who are following you on LinkedIn will benefit so much from that. But 
Amit Somani, thank you so much for being part of Paisa Vesa. I hope that the next time you come to Mumbai is more frequent. You're here after a long time. Please return to our show. And you know, anyone who's in Bangalore could probably look up Amit uh, on social media. Reach out to him. He's a really helpful guy. And I hope that all of you have a good time listening to this. Amit, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Anu. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. Manasana gol gappya sarkhi astat. Hi hello kartana vegli ani boltana vegli ani gappa martana vegli. Mitra zali ki vegli ani shatru manun vegli. Thodkyat disnari vegli ani asnari vegli. कधी आंबट कधी गोड कधी तिखट तर कधी चमचमीत आणि कधी कधी हॉट अँड स्पायसी सुद्धा आणि म्हणूनच गप्पा सॉरी सॉरी गोल गप्पा विथ तृप्ती खामकर फक्त तुमच्यासाठी दर बुधवारी आय व्ही एम पॉडकास्टच्या ऍपवर वेबसाईटवर किंवा युट्यूब चॅनलवर सुद्धा ऐकू शकता तुम्ही आमचा पॉडकास्ट वेगवेगळ्या पॉडकास्ट प्लॅटफॉर्म वरती ऐकू शकता फक्त सर्च करा गोल गप्पा विथ तृप्ती खामकर आणि आमचा पॉडकास्ट ऐकत राहा Did you know that Parsis in Mumbai instead of being left at the tower of silence after they die are now cremated and why because a cow fell sick in the early 1990s did you know that the smog in delhi is caused by something that farmers in punjab do and that there's no way to stop them did you know that there wasn't one gas tragedy in bhopal but three one of them was seen but two were unseen did you know that many well intentioned government policies hurt the people they're supposed to help Why was demonetization a bad idea? How should GST have been implemented? Why are all our politicians so corrupt when not all of them are bad people? I'm Amit Verma and in my weekly podcast The Seen and the Unseen I take a shot at answering all these questions and many more. I aim to go beyond the scene and show you the unseen effects of public policy and private action. I speak to experts on economics, political philosophy, cognitive neuroscience and constitutional law so that the insights can blow not only my mind but also yours. The Seen and the Unseen releases every Monday. So do check out the archives and follow the show at seenunseen.in. You can also subscribe to The Seen and the Unseen on whatever podcast app you happen to prefer.